everybody. Welcome back to another special week of Ghosts in the Scene. I'm your host, Gio Trumpetazzi. It's a ghost-friendly podcast, Audio Sage. I'm here with my co-host, Rob Thomas. What's up, Rob? Hello, Gio. Hello, everyone. Um, hello to our ghosts. I don't know we, if we actually, you know, take the time to, to speak directly to our ghost audiences. So hello and welcome back to the show. Um, I know it's interesting because time for, for you all it's not really linear so you probably have already listened to this episode before we've even broadcast it interestingly Mm -hmm. enough so no spoilers please don't tell us what happens we like to figure it out along the way but it's great to have you yes and we have a very special episode today we are welcomed with a wonderful guest he is ted he is a well i I don't want to say exactly what he is because he's many, many many more things than we know ourselves but Ted, welcome to the podcast. Um, we, we've heard you've had a few paranormal experiences yourself. A few, a few. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I mean, the closest thing I can think of to a paranormal experience, I do think I saw a UFO one time. I, I know that it was un, unidentified by me. See right there. I mean, when you say UFO, I mean, unidentified, that could be anything. That could be a Sasquatch, you know, hanging out with a witch. That could be an alien, like most people think. That could be a ghost or a, a family of ghosts. So unidentified, like that could be lots of things. That's why, you know, the paranormal experience of that could be anything. And that's exciting. Being unidentified means that, you know, we could kind of dig, dig into this. So what was the experience? How did that happen? So this was a long time ago. This was... uh I'm going to say around New Year's of 1998. I, I remember because I was listening to radio had just released OK Computer uh, like that year. And so I was listening to that. And I'm driving uh, home from a friend's house. This is up in Northern California, north, north of the Bay Area, kind of up in the more like Sasquatch country, but I haven't seen a Sasquatch. Um, Sorry to disappoint, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I was out on this kind of country road, really remote, dirt road, no other traffic to speak of. It's probably around nine o'clock at night. And um, yeah, I saw something kind of over by the horizon, um, just something uh, floating in the air. It was a little hard to tell if it was something very small and close up or something larger and very far away there, there wasn't really a lot of um a lot to gauge the depth of field there but um at, at a certain point I, it did dip below the horizon and then i was able to see that it was some distance away at that point and it looked like it got closer and farther away but what it was was um kind of picture a Picture like a, a wheel uh, with lights stationed like a clock. So like, and it's got like, say, six different colors of lights, you know, at like 12 o'clock, four o'clock, uh, six o'clock like this, um, equidistant from each other. So those, those hours aren't matching up, but uh it was rotating so like 
if there's a red and it was multicolored lights. So if there's like a red on top and a blue on the bottom one second, the next split second, the red's on the bottom and the blue's on top. It's uh, rotating what looks like clockwise from my direction. And um, I'm gesturing with my hand so you can see because this, uh, this being an, an audio medium, that's going to be helpful. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they get it. Um, yeah, and then separate from the rotation of the object itself, it was also moving around in the sky uh, laterally. It was moving up and down. Um, and those movements were sometimes slow and sometimes very rapid. Um, and so I obviously I, like I pulled my car over and was just sort of transfixed with it. And this is, like I said, this is probably about 1998. It's, I don't even have like a flip phone or anything to be uh, recording any of this with and it wouldn't have read being so small. Um, I sat and watched it for probably eight or 10 minutes, felt longer. Um, it did seem like it was getting closer at different points and that was a little freaky. And um, eventually I just got back in my car and kept driving and I did continue to see it for another off and on for another 15 or 20 minutes as I'm going behind hills and under trees. Uh, and eventually uh, it seemed like it wasn't following me. Now, were you listening to uh, subterranean homesick alien at the time right yeah 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 i mean so that's uh, i was like is this a power of suggestion thing um but i really don't think it was and i can't even chalk it up to weed because i wasn't even really that high that day for me right right i mean i mean maybe it's the fact that you know okay computer was a new album and it had that alien, you know, and computer aspect to it that maybe the aliens were drawn to you, you having like that, that CD in your car. And yeah, I've, I've thought about that. I, I think you might be onto something there because uh, I feel like if, if I were, uh, well, I can't say subterranean because it was above ground, but if I were a homesick alien, I, I might look for something familiar. Exactly. Wow. So seeing that rotating, you know, I mean, and you, like, like you said, you couldn't tell if it was really big or really small. So not initially, once I did start to see it dipping behind uh, some hills, I could get a little bit more of a sense that it was, you know, at least uh, half a mile from me for at least portions of this, but it did seem like it got closer at other points. Wow. And at, did did anybody like did you like look in the the papers to see if like anybody else had seen it or was it just like you saw it and then you kind of let let it go after that um no i i did ask around if anybody had seen something like that and uh nobody had eventually i stopped asking right dang i mean i'm sure this happens all the time this is the kind of the kind of thing that you know nobody reports because either they're you know not sure if they saw it themselves if it was some hallucination or if anybody would actually even believe them you know and i'm sure it happens all the time and like you said since it's unidentified it is paranormal you know there is there's something that there could be an, an illusory aspect to it 
you know, you could have been put under a spell. You know, there's, I mean, and, and the, the idea that also, going back to Radiohead, Radiohead, the music itself could have put you under some spell, some kind of incantation. Maybe it only works one time. It, it, it's, I mean, it is known that Tom York is a powerful witch. He is, and he sacrificed beauty for the sake of art, if, if, if you look at his face. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, so I, I, I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen anything like it before or since, and it, it wasn't even something that I was happy to be seeing at the time. It was, it was a little freaky. Um, but I don't know if they, I don't know, I don't think they got close enough to do anything to me, but I do stay having deja vus all the time. So, but that might also just be that my life is really repetitive. <laughs> well, I mean, that could be, uh, you know, some sort of reason, you know, that they visited you, maybe as some kind of, you know, test study. There, I mean, there's all, all kinds of reasons that either aliens or ghosts could visit. And, you know, the fact that you have to see it, though, that's important. And, and that it stuck with you. How do you feel about like all of these new UFOs being kind of, um, I, I'd say in the last two or three years, the Pentagon has been releasing more UFO videos. And so like all of this disclosure, how do you feel about that now? I don't know how much credence to give to that. Anything that came out of the government in the last few years, I'm just kind of, okay, so you're trying to distract us from something maybe, um, you know, uh, if we give you a little bit of Area 51, maybe you'll stop asking about the kids in cages at the border. It, 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 it was giving me that a little bit. Um, and so I haven't even looked very closely. Uh, I've, I've seen that there's, there's footage of some people uh, in like a, a fighter jet or something like this, having a conversation about, hey, what am I seeing over behind that cloud? But I haven't, I haven't looked at those too closely. How about, how about you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty clear it's propaganda for Space Force, in my opinion. I Space think, Force, yeah. Yeah, this is this is just uh, immediately when I saw it, it, you could almost see the Space Force ad, you know, like coming in the future, you know, aliens have visited us, you know, only one way to protect ourselves. So this is clearly, you know, because terrorism doesn't work as like a as a global war warfare kind of model anymore. We've, we've done it for too long. It's stale. I think America needs a, a new enemy, and the enemy is aliens. So in that way, all of this disclosure, right, whatever we're seeing, is just ramping up the idea that we need a space force, and that that space force is the only thing that can protect us from alien invaders. So that could be one reason. Also, I, I think maybe it's happening at such a high degree now that like it's just slipping through the cracks before they were able to kind of tamp it down. And now they're not, you know. What do you think, Rob? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, check your sources. Obviously, this is what it's all about. Like, I don't think this is obviously we just had a conversation about a UFO experience. So there are things to believe out there. And there's been people actually reporting on this issue for years, not just us, but there's, you know, UFO experts that you can go to before you go to the U.S. government. Obviously, the U.S. government should be the last place you're going for information. Like, it will be pretty soon, we'll, they'll be saying that there's weapons of mass destruction <laughs> in yeah. these UFOs. So we gotta, we, we gotta go hit that. You know, we're gonna be nuking Mars. 
before we build any colonies there. Right. Before you go to Uncle Sam, go to Uncle Tom DeLong. Because Tom DeLong, he is an expert. And he left a lucrative career in performing with Blink-182, you know, one of the one of the biggest hit bands, hit makers of the early 2000s and the 90s. I think they called them the Beatles of the 90s, right? Right. Beatles 182 or something like that, right? And that wasn't, that wasn't Smash Mouth? <laughs> it was well, close. Yeah. I think Smash Mouth was more like the Rolling Stones. Yes. Or like the Jimi Hendrix or something, you know, no, no, notable musicians. But when it comes to Tom DeLong, he left everything to look for Sasquatch, to look for aliens. And I think he is, uh, at least maybe his organization is a big contender when it comes to fighting for like disclosure and what do they call them? Freedom of Information Act. FOIA. FOIA, that, that, that word, you know, it scares me because the power behind it, when you have the CIA releasing, you know, documents on astral projection and that kind of thing. I think it's all like Ted was saying, it's kind of bait for us to get into so that we can forget the atrocities they're committing all over the world right now. And I think when you were told that nobody knew what was happening. I, I think it also could be a very, you know, uh, like Jim Carrey, Truman Show scenario, where maybe the people that you asked, Ted, were paid actors to that were paid to tell you no, that they didn't see what they actually saw. Looking back, that that would track. But they a lot. You're asking a lot of like handsome people, like if you, if they saw UFOs and they're you know they're all smiling for the cameras that weren't there. Yeah, yeah, just just teeth glinting in the dark. It was, it was kind of weird. Yeah, so as far as ghosts are concerned, I know that, you know, aliens and ghosts, people don't really consider them one and the same, you know, but if aliens don't come to visit humans, right, humans that are alive, because how often do you see like a summit, right, with with humans and, and aliens, at least behind closed doors it happens, but I'm sure in front of the camera it hasn't other than movies like, you know, Independence Day, they have to be coming for another reason. One of my ideas is they're coming for the ghosts. And they have a very deep and rich relationship with ghosts, with cryptids. And, you know, I think you said something earlier, Ted, that, you know, kind of struck a chord with me where you said, you know, you've never seen Sasquatch. But that doesn't mean that Sasquatch has never seen you. Yeah, it's it's been on my mind a little bit lately because um, there's a new show on Hulu called Sasquatch that's kind of set in the Murder Mountain area. Seems like they're trying to conflate um, the weed industry and related murders and crimes with uh, with the presence of maybe a Bigfoot and. Uh, haven't seen, haven't even seen Mur the Murder Mountain documentary yet either. It's a little too close to home almost, because uh, that's like right where I grew up. Oh. Um, and definitely a lot of my friends back home have uh, Sasquatch stories, none of which I really remember in enough detail to uh, remember, but people will talk about hearing screams and uh, smelling smells apparently uh sasquatches are not known for their personal hygiene so 
and and if you're saying it's it's now weed friendly, you know, I'm sure they could smell because to get a Sasquatch high, I'm sure it takes a lot more weed than than the average person. So they could probably smell the weed from a mile away now. That plus all of like the shit or whatever that Sasquatches usually smell like. Yeah, I've heard I've heard shit. I've heard rotting meat. Uh... Oh God. Okay, and so you grew up in Sasquatch country, or at least in what is now, like people are saying that they've they've had sightings of it. That's incredible. Yeah, that really famous. Um the footage of the the Bigfoot that's kind of walking from left to right and a little bit walking away from camera. Um, that was maybe 90 minutes from my house. Uh, wow. Wow. So that is right where the Sasquatch dwells. And I'm sure there's plenty of tribes. I can't imagine that it's just one family of Sasquatch. You know, there's probably more diversity than we think. But so now they're conflating murders, murders in, in the mountains with Sasquatch. I just, I don't know if that's true. I, I don't know if I, if, if I buy a bunch of weed smoking Bigfoots and to be killers, you know? Yeah, I think if we were going to look at it using Scooby-Doo rules, which is how I look at most things, I think, you know, it, we might get strung along, we might buy into it for a while, and eventually we would catch the Sasquatch and rip the mask off its face and find out that it was some some human with a profit motive all along. Yeah, it's, it's a logger or something, right? Wow. Yeah, the Scooby-Doo uh, method, that's like the scientific method, and it's just as respected in, in scientific circles because it works. It honestly does work 99% of the time. You're not dealing with a real monster, except I think the one thing that I always was upset with is with the Scooby-Doo movies, they made them real monsters. And I think that just takes away from the entire scientific process when it comes to the Scooby-Doo franchise. Agreed. Yeah. I still haven't watched those movies yet. I don't, I don't know if you should just, I, mean, I, I think it would, it would upset you. To, to see what what they did with them and i know freddie prince jr shout out to freddie prince shout out to sarah michelle geller but um I, I just don't know maybe matthew lillard shout out to matthew lillard absolutely shout out to matthew lillard he actually you know he was a ghost he played a ghost in scream along with uh the other guy um oh man what's his name skeet Ske ulrich. yeah skeet ulrich god what a name name built for hollywood Wonder why it never really popped off. Yeah, built to shoot out his daddy's nutsack. I, I don't know who came up with that name for him. Yeah, to live in the shadow of Johnny Depp. That's basically was that was his whole career, sadly. So, I mean, as far as paranormal experiences go, we all have normal day experiences where we don't realize it's paranormal. A lot of times, like you said, deja. You said you have deja vu a lot, right? And you maybe it's repetitive living styles or maybe it is paranormal maybe it's some form of you know future reading clairvoyance in a way do you happen to have the deja vu where you have a dream of something and then like a month later you'll be in that same scenario i'm gonna have to think about that i 
nothing comes to mind more so it'll just it'll hit me in the middle of like a conversation like i've definitely had this conversation with this person sitting in this location um with this song playing in the background like there will definitely be those moments but uh i can't think if i've had any specifically precognitive dreams yet i wouldn't right. rule it out because i think i am a little bit psychic Right. I mean, it sounds like you're a little bit psychic, maybe not even just a little bit. I, I think the thing about dreams is that we, we tend to forget most of it, right? Especially if we're not really like training our brain to remember all of our dreams. Most of them just kind of slip past us. And we remember like the extreme parts where you're talking to pre you know President Lincoln about something, but we don't really remember a conversation that you have with like a close friend of yours, let's say, right? until you have that conversation in real life and you think like, oh, this, you know, like I was here, I, this did happen. And so in a way, you know, like maybe if you train your, your dream, like, you know, memory, you might be able to remember more of like your, your psychic abilities, which is, I mean, that's as far as like, you know, training goes, that's something that can be done, I think, with like a dream journal. I think Rob's been working on that, right, Rob? I have, yes. This is a long-term research project. I have been keeping a dream journal and it's a good first steps of, you know, first thing that when you wake up, um, you know, usually I don't have my physical journal with me. I'll just put it in my notes in my phone. But what really cements it is at pen to paper, that kind of somatic process of writing it out on paper, the more I've done it, the more I've been able to retain. And I think they say you, on average, you have maybe like almost seven dreams a night, most of which you don't remember. Whoa. I've been remembering multiple dreams as well, all within the same night. And actually, one of my more recent dreams was dreaming about this show. What? That we're having. And not only were we having the show, but we were our, our guest. On the show, we were having live callers, and they were talking about being possessed by none other than our old nemesis Johnny Depp. No fucking way. Hand hand to religious texts. Yes, this is this is true. Um, and you know, and not only that, but I in my dream I had a poster of Johnny Depp behind me as this was being revealed so like a johnny depp telethon of sorts it essentially was yeah and it was the show so you know i'm i'm looking out for that day and all all of our listeners know mm -hmm. that this day is to come that we will have a caller come in talking about being possessed by johnny depp in their sleep yes get your stories ready guys because this is going to be a barn burner and so I, I think ted has you know you have a, a, the key to unlock a treasure trove of information. I mean, once we get into, you know, like astral projection with your psychic abilities, you can go anywhere, you know, you can go to the Library of Alexandria and you can study there if you wanted to, you know? Have you ever looked into any kind of astral projection or heard of that? I haven't. Um, my sister does say that she has had like, an out-of-body experience she thinks that the house that we grew up in was haunted and she does have like a really vivid memory of um floating up in her bedroom and like looking down at herself sleeping but uh 
that might have been before I was born or when I was like very little. So baby energy is huge in the paranormal world. Definitely. I mean, because the, you know, the idea of, of us as adults is that, you know, like we're able to express ourselves and to kind of like work out our emotions. Babies, we have, you know, have the same soul power that an adult has, but they just lack all of the communication skills. And so at that moment when they're, you know, infants, that baby energy, that soul energy is, is just bounding throughout the entire house. And that can disturb, you know, local spirits. So, I mean, that's, it's, it's very intriguing that she had out-of-body experience while, you know, you were young, if not even born yet. I think we're about to see a lot of adults that lack communication skills. I, I would definitely put myself in that category at this point, coming out of uh, quarantine and lockdown and all those things, just, um, putting one word after another is like a struggle. Yeah, absolutely. And that could be, you know, quarantine is a spell. Like pe people don't really think about long periods of time, you know, kind of doing the same thing as a spell, but that is, like you said, it's a routine. Routine is definitely, you know, spellcraft. And then doing it for a length of time, now it being over a year, that is heavy spellcraft. That could be, you know, so the changes that it that it does to people, and this is doing it on a mass level, right? So you're saying like, not only is it going to be, you know, a certain group of people, it's going to be most adults having that that problem with communication. And now we might see more soul energy, you know, because of that, because we can't communicate to the level that we used to you might see more paranormal things happening. And then, I mean, of course, we entered the age of Aquarius recently too. So for all of you, you know, astrology heads out there, we're in a new era. And I think that changes the entire script as well. Right. It's the water bear. You know, we're getting water splashed down on, on our faces. We're, we're being splashed with water to be woken up. And yeah, as we lose our, our sense to communicate, you know, that's going to enhance our other senses, I think, is what this is driving at. And so this is something to be paying attention to. And you know, we'll find new ways to communicate with each other. Nonverbal communication, um, I think, is going to be very huge coming up, even when we are starting to interact with each other. Uh, auras, you know, uh, start, start paying attention to that. You know, maybe we'll get to meet Sasquatch coming up. He might come out of the woods. Maybe they'll be more receptive. Yeah. yeah. Because they're like, okay, now you know what we do. Like, we, we're usually isolated, quarantining ourselves. You finally get it. Now we can actually, like, wow. talk, so to speak. What if Sasquatch just had a cold this whole time and just didn't want to get us sick? You know? Just really courteous. And so every time we'd approach it, he'd say, oh, oh, oh you know, hey, you know, get back. I'm sick. I don't want to get you sick. And so next time you're at, maybe next time you're visiting home, Ted, maybe just start hanging, like, very large masks because obviously Sasquatch is going to have a bigger kind of like face ratio. Yes. Maybe just start leaving around the forest and see, maybe that's what Sasquatch needs to be more approachable to people is because they just need that extra layer of protection and they don't have necessarily the materials to make themselves masks. So that, that could be like a, a first step. Yeah. I'm trying to think what would be a good face shield for a Sasquatch. Maybe you like use like a car windshield 
you know, like cut in half. And then that could be one of like the head covers that they use for like old ladies at the grocery store that don't want to ruin their makeup. Yeah. Yeah. And better big, too big than too small. For sure. Yeah, exactly. They can grow into it as well. It's like, uh, you know, the goldfish that are get put in a larger tank. They can usually grow. So, okay. So I, I don't want to get past this because you said that your old house was haunted and that your sister maybe had some experiences. Yeah. And I mean, we should probably invite her on to talk about that because I'm, I'm not going to remember all the details of what she's described, but um, I, 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 there's definitely been like times in that house where I've felt like I was being chased and wasn't able to see anyone behind me. Um, Whoa. But that's, that's been a while. Uh, as a kid though, my older brothers, they used to tell me that, um, that there were people that lived in our attic and they were just called the attic people and um, that they were gonna come and spirit me away in the night. Oh my god! Um, yeah, which was which was a lot for a little kid uh, to to process that just the possibility that that might be happening any night, uh, and it didn't help that my dad um, put into my ceiling what looked like a trap door when I was probably about five or six. Um, he said that it was, uh, he said that he was repairing a leak from the upstairs shower, but uh, my brothers told me that it was actually a trap door and uh, I had no reason not to believe them at that time. Right. And but so I'm, I'm still, I'm still here and I, 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 I haven't been spirited away. I'm pretty sure. See, but wow. there, there we go. There's, there's that room of like, what, what's really going on? Because if I remember correctly, Ted, you're, you're one of the younger, if not the youngest, of your siblings. Yeah, yeah, youngest. You're, you're the baby, right? Yes. See, and we were talking about baby energy. I, I wonder, and you have like these deja vu experiences, like these other experiences, and I'm, I'm curious to, to maybe investigate, and I, and I don't want to to cause any sort of you know trauma to, to come up but I'm, I'm curious if there's any possibility of some sort of switch happening like are, are you may, maybe there's like a oh, different am, I, self? am i am i the tethered and and the real lupita's back in the attic well i mean there's i've i've heard only through through rob that you've had a doppelganger experience Oh, is this, oh, from my stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, a friend of mine just sent me a picture of uh, a guy he saw on Grinder in Chicago that looked so much like me. I wanted to kill it with fire. It was it was really weird and upsetting. Kind of like a like a funhouse mirror version of yourself that you never asked to see. Wow. Now that is paranormal right there yeah like, i i wanted to ask my friend to hook up with the guy and see how far the resemblance goes but right same like busy. cadence same you know same mannerisms yeah yeah same same anything um it could be the person that lived in your attic yeah i mean so there's there's definitely a part of me that just wants to like board a flight to chicago and 
have a confrontation that ends in sex and or death. Right. Maybe in some kind of disfigurement, you, 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 know, you make them look like something else, you know? Have you, have you ever seen the movie The One with Jet Li? No, not yet. Oh, it's, it's, it's basically a, a multiverse movie where uh, a kung fu karate master um, starts going to different realities, different universes, and killing the version of himself. And every time he does so, he gets stronger. And it's all about like the last two. And one guy is like this like unknowing, like cool kung fu guy. And the other one's like the evil one who's trying to kill him. Um, this could be that kind of scenario. That person who your friend found could be looking for you. Maybe um, they're the one that's bad. You know, who knows? Yeah, I, I don't know if this guy is bad. He definitely looks profoundly dehydrated. It was, it was really upsetting to see just how much we looked alike. I mean, I think dehydration is a sure sign of evil. Yeah, I think it's the first sign, usually. Chap lips, dry lips. Yeah, you know, very, very gaunt, you know, not a lot of water weight going on here. And, you know, and, and it's interesting, too, when you say, you know, have sex and or kill, it made me also think of, like, how close sex is to death in a lot of not just like society or like animal kingdom when we think about you know spiders that that eat their mates uh, i also think of the you're right and i also think of like the, the the french word for an orgasm is the petite mort the little death like you die a little time each time that you orgasm so i think that's like an interesting like interplay of you know i'm not sure if there's a question out of this but uh i think that's a very interesting sort of result you know, and maybe that's like kind of a twist on on the one. It, it's not the whole story. Yeah, they should have had Jet Li bang himself. That's deleted scene that they should have made. It's very good point, Rob. I think if if we have you know a Kickstarter on that, we can get Jet Li back in the, back on set to to do that because I think he'd be happy to. And I think you're right when it comes to you know sex and death. I mean, we we already have many celebrities that have felled themselves you know at the altar of of sex or or some kind of masturbation i'm thinking of a david carradine i'm thinking of michael uh, hutchins yes um I, I i'm not sure if robin williams was was found pleasuring himself i don't think he was i don't okay. think that was a part of that particular story. okay not not that never mind but i mean hopefully you know hopefully what's his name david carradine Michael Hutchinson, these people doing this as part of some kind of ritual, as part of some kind of spell, were, were playing with that magic, like you were saying, playing with sex and death. And I think sex magic and death magic, you know, both of those are very potent. And I think that when it comes to, you know, riding that line, I, they're still ghosts. They still have that power. So David Carradine is still out here with, with that sex and death magic who knows what he's doing so that's a warning to everybody you know if, if you want to ride the lightning you, you got you got to be you know with your escape plan ready to go you have to have some kind of contingency plan because things can go south pretty quickly when you're dealing with sex and death magic i don't want to say i've tried it myself but i'm not going to say i haven't not tried it myself 
I don't want to ask you if you tried it either. <laughs> we'll leave it. We'll leave it there. Well, we'll leave it there. But I'm just curious if you had any other thoughts just on the overall topic, Ted. On the topic of sex and death magic. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to board a flight to Chicago and settle this. I, I, okay. I don't, mm. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's going to uh, just go away on its own. Yeah, this is a to be continued for our listeners. We can only hope that you know, in in the time that it takes you to get to Chicago, maybe he's he's aged very suddenly and he looks you know like just super old and not like you anymore by the time you see him. But right it's it's gonna be like uh when a new supreme rises the old one like uh, everything turns brittle and falls apart exactly so we'll see yeah like to be continued once once you get there we'd love to to hear what happens because it could go very good and go very bad it's like two trains you know on on the same track headed towards each other so very very interesting very scary that that could be happening to all of us I mean, you have, you know, the opportunity to confront your doppelganger. I don't think many other people in the world get that opportunity. Um, people say I look a lot like, you know, um, Nikola Tesla. They say I, I look a lot like uh, Ad- Adam Driver. But Adam Driver is never going to see me and, and think I'm a doppelganger. And, I, you know, there are people out there that really do look like me that I'm sure I, given the chance, I think they would kill me. So that's another warning for everybody. Again, please be careful, you know, getting the truth, getting the truth that, you know, there is somebody that looks exactly like you can trigger violence, like supreme violence. It's why I have as little to almost no mirrors in my house. I don't want to know what I look like. Mm. So I don't end up in that confrontation or even worse. I don't get confused. I look in the mirror and I think I'm looking at myself, but I actually see the doppelganger and I, and I don't notice it because I'm looking in a mirror. And I think this is a, another commercial for asymmetrical haircuts, you know, shave off one eyebrow because no one's going to look like that. And, and you got to have, you know, unique face tattoos. I think um, we can look at a, a lot of rappers because they go on tour a lot. They actually have the chance to see more of their doppelgangers and I think the face tattoo is a way to differentiate themselves. Post Malone, I'm thinking of, got all these face tattoos when he saw somebody that looked exactly like him, singing like him in the crowd. And out of fear that you know someone was going to you know, replace him overnight and take his spotlight, he got always tired under his eyelids. Makes no sense. But it makes a lot of sense when you understand he was dealing with a doppelganger. Pre-Malone. Pre-Malone, exactly. Post-Malone has face tattoos. He figured it out. So, and I, I've actually heard he's a he's a ghost hunter as well. So it's not out of the realm of, of you know reality that he has a doppelganger that he's afraid of. So paranormal can happen to anybody, right? I mean, I think we've we've you came into the to the show, Ted saying you've had one paranormal experience and here we are talking about you know sex magic death magic doppelgangers you know and we're far off from ufos but it's interesting you know like once you kind of get into your daily habits we realize that almost everything is paranormal 
And like even routine, you know, even making coffee can be like a, a paranormal experience. You know, the beans that we use, that we roast, all of that is, I would say, ingredients for, for spells. Are there any paranormal, like, do you like scary movies? Are you drawn to those kind of, kind of movies? Yeah, I would, I would say so. Um, it's hard though. My attention span for movies is really, I've been trying to watch, um, what is it? The Exorcist 3, the George C. Scott one. Uh, I've been trying to watch that for like weeks now and I love it for five minutes and then I have to see what's happening on Twitter. Mm. Um, but yeah, I do, I do like those kind of movies in general. Uh, you know, be that movies, you know, it could be like even like a, a TikTok, you know, account or video or even a Twitter account, as you're saying. Is there anything that you're, you've been drawn more to recently? I'm going to have to think on it for a second. And can we take a break for a second? I got to put on a sweatshirt. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Which yeah, might break. be a sign that there's ghosts in here. Absolutely. <laughs> it usually happens that way. Let's take a quick break. Yeah, Gio's got getting text from Gavin to, to stop the recall personally. Yeah, is is direct line with Gavin. So, do you, do you think you're the only person he's texting? Like, were you his first call? Well, he says, "Hey, Gio, I really care about our our relationship and our friendship, and I I miss you and I want to see you, but I'm the governor right now and I can't. But in order for me to continue to be the governor." and fly you out to the Capitol, you have to stop Caitlin from, from running. We have to stop her together. Um, That's what he said. Yeah, I don't, I don't normally vote on character, but I knew everything I needed to know about that guy when I found out that he was like carrying on an affair with the wife of his campaign manager or chief of staff or something like somebody that you're seeing everybody day, like someone that's working for you every day and you're seeing them every day and then to be that duplicitous it's just, it's really grimy to me it's king david syndrome you know i don't know if you guys you know the story of king david yeah he he had a best friend and he really wanted to sleep with his best friend's wife so he sent his best friend to the front lines of a war knowing that he would die and then when he eventually died he consoled his best friend's dead wife and then like you know made her his wife his wife yeah so king david syndrome once once you get to a certain level and you're overseeing millions of people you stop being like a person that has like you know limits of of, of like their morality they can just kind of turn off their morality and just be good like you know what i'm powerful i matter it's my my way or the highway kind of thing, you know? And uh, yeah, I mean, and then he's also, isn't his ex, Kimberly Guilfoyle, the now like fiance of Donald Trump Jr.? Mm -hmm. It's Kimberly Gargoyle for me. And that's how I'm able to remember her last name. But yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, just, just a grimy group of people. And uh, I don't really... I'm not really for the recall just because I think it's distracting from the business of actually trying to run a state, but I don't personally care about what happens to that guy. If, if they can find a better replacement, then bring it. 
They got to get him to a throat surgeon. They got to get him to a vocal coach. He has too much vocal fry for my taste as a governor. You know, when you listen to him speak, it it's like chalk on a on a hard surface. It's just it's annoying to hear. It's so gravelly. Um, I can't think of any other person in my life where I've heard, and I feel like there's so many pops in his voice where you know just put some some lotion swallow some lotion gavin please i mean ultimately with this effort though it's like i think this is just a ploy to try to get like a trump-esque sort of personality governor without because all they need is the majority if they get 50 percent same to recall you can have 12 percent of the vote and if that's the top you're governor damn yeah it, it's a shoo-in, you know, uh, Kalen is an Olympic, uh, Olympia, what, what do you call Olympic champion, mm-hmm. right? Former Olympic champion um, has been like the, the one thing that is, you know, really good is she's recognized. The entire world knows who Caitlyn Jenner is. Like there's not a single person that doesn't know who Caitlyn Jenner is. And so name recognition is, is the first thing that comes, you know, like you know, to the forefront, especially when it, when it's just like, a personality candidate, you know, no um, office experience, no upper level business management to my knowledge. I, I think Kate, Caitlin's mostly just like a TV personality for the most, most part, right? Don't want to diminish TV anything. Yeah, I mean, uh, TV personality, motivational speaker. Mm, right. Um, noted driving enthusiast. Yes. <laughs> Very noted. <laughs> and I mean, this could be the next governor. You know, this, this could be the next celebrity in chief for us. And I mean, as far as, like you were saying, like this group of people, right? They are politicians, but after a certain point, they become public figures, right? I, I just, you know, saw this video about Nancy Pelosi and how she's from a dynasty both of her like her dad was a politician her mom i think was also like involved in something so well she's related to gavin newsom right she's like his his aunt or his cousin or something yeah yes all the same it's all one giant family tree and you know now we have the trumps involved you know guilfoyle jumps in like you said gargoyle another I mean, she, she's another, like they say, the, the swamp, right? People talk about the swamp a lot, you know, four years ago. And gargoyles are notoriously in, in swamps. I think it's, all, people, you know, say alligators. It's mostly gargoyles. Yeah, this is, Kimberly Guilfoyle is 100% the, the next sequel to uh, The Descent that we never asked for. Yes. Right? She's, yes. she's one of them critters. Absolutely. And I mean, now we have this giant groove of people, right? We have the Trumps, we have Pelosi, Newsom, and then Kanye West, right? Was involved with the Kardashians for for a few years. He's probably going to throw his hat in the ring eventually. And then Caitlyn Jenner, of course, now trying her hand at the governor, maybe eventually trying for the presidency. We We never know what could happen. And depending on how this goes... I think we've already said before rob and i that the only reason why we don't have a president schwarzenegger is the fact that he was not allowed right 
just just uh, by right. the fact that he's Austrian, he was disqualified. And were it not for that, he would have ran. Like there's no doubt in my mind, he would have tried to become the president. You know, little known history of Arnold actually tried to get California's National Guard to invade Austria to make it the next the 51st U.S. state, just so he could run for president. But um, mm-hmm. fortunately, that didn't really pan out for him. That's right. And whatever Austria is known for, they called it the Bay of insert Austrian famous word. I, I, I'm, I have no idea what Austria The Alps. Is. Yeah, the Bay, the Bay of, Alps. of Alps. Because it didn't work. Um, and now they're talking about making D.C. a state. Now, how do you feel about adding another star to the flag? Because now we're talking about an odd number here. We're a bunch of numerologists. 51. 5 plus 1 is 6. Yeah, and I'm already thinking ahead to uh, Puerto Rico should be the next one. And that would, then yeah, that'd that would be, be 52, better. which would be a 7. 7. That's much lucky. better. Yeah. Much better. It's prime. So we need a 52. And I think 51 is going to work for a little while, but that's going to have issues. Especially when, you know, Washington, D.C. is the only state that has that, you know, district of that D.C. part of it. And I think that's unfair for most other states because every other state, you know, Florida, maybe Hawaii has the only one where they have the apostrophe in there somewhere. And other than that, every other state is just a mono, you know, one word, one block of words. But now we have Washington, D.C. And. Uh, I'm I'm going to be jealous because California sh- should be you know California, WC West Coast, NYC, New York City. That's you know that's just a city. New York is NY, NYEC West East Coast. I'm just yeah, seeing. From- yeah, and I, I uh, as much as I would like to see it happen, I don't think it's going to happen until they have more votes in the Senate or get rid of the filibuster or something. Um, so I'm, I'm actually a little confused about why it's even being discussed so much when it's it's not going to get past the Senate. Um, you know, if, if it's about representation, uh, it seems like there's other avenues that could be pursued, you know, trying to trying to block some of these uh, voter disenfranchisement bills that we've seen in places like Georgia. You know, we've talked about this before. It's, you know, the idea that sometimes the House will pass bills and it's like more, you said, just kind of like a way to show their enthusiasm for something instead of actually like doing the thing like fully, you know? And I mean, we've said the House is haunted. It's a haunted House, House of Congress. And the House of Representatives pass these ghost bills all the time that never get sent to the Senate or that never have a chance of passing in the Senate. They're, they're, they, they're called, they say they, they die in the Senate. Right. Is what they usually say. And they die on arrival, which means that they're really dying in the House. They're dying from the House. And then the Senate, you know, they're the ones that finally receive, you know, the dead carcass of the bill. And so, you know, politics inherently is haunted. Just, just because of the way that the bills are structured, that so, most bills are like, you know, factory farming. They just are, are born and bred to die. And the sad part about, you know, I think factory farming in, in the p- 
political sphere is that we get nothing from it other than the empty calories of hearing, you know, oh, the House passed a bill to make DC a state. That's never going to happen, like, you know, like Ted says. But it's just that empty calorie of like, oh, great, we get to write a story about how, you know, progressive everything is when in reality, there's not a, you know, a, a chance in hell it's ever going to happen. These ghost bills really, you know, are the majority of bills. Like how many ghost bills are there in the world that never got, you know, even mentioned to the ratio of how many that actually got passed? Right. Most, most of Congress, most of what they're doing is creating these ghost bills. So it's, it's laws that only apply to ghosts, really, uh, is so what's you, going on, operating in, in a completely different level. Do you think members of Congress know that they're ghosts, or do you think it's like a Nicole Kidman and the others situation where they're the last one to figure it out? I think you're right. And it, it's, it's the others scenario where, you know, a lot of people have good intentions and a lot of people don't realize their own power. And I think in order to, to get to, you know, the House and the Senate, you need to have a certain, you know, paranormal, extrasensory kind of thing, you know, because a lot of it's fundraising, right? And they have to go to a lot of fun houses to fundraise. And like you said, when, when you go to fun houses, that's a lot of, you know, carnival energy. That's paranormal experience right there. Uh, all the carnies, you know, they have the ability to do all kinds of things with their bodies, right? Drive nails into themselves. This is all through the help of ghosts. So I think, yeah, I think a lot of it is these politicians are a lot like carnival workers. They are enhanced through their abilities and they don't even know they're doing it. It's like to them, it's a, it's a day-to-day nine-to-five job. But in reality, they're doing extraordinary things to the public. We're, we're seeing them pass ghost bills. We're seeing them, you know, do the uh, kind of the, the fake progressive moves that that we want them to do. But it's all carnival work. In reality, it's a carnival game. We're throwing money at them, and we're getting little balls that we're throwing into pits, and they've rigged the entire system against us. And they're making it look like magic. And it might be magic a lot of the times, but they see it as a job. And that's kind of what bums me out is that there are a lot of enthusiasts that are actually into carnival work, that are actually into entertaining people and giving them good prizes that want the work of being a politician and they're not allowed. And, you know, I heard, you know, not, not to harp on Nancy Pelosi, but I, just, I read some thing where you know, she was planning on, on leaving in 2016. And, you know, once she just, she saw that uh, Donald Trump was going to be into office, she decided to stay. And so, you know, not taking away any of her accomplishments, but just, you know, the idea that like, everybody is, is, is holding on to as much power as they can, right? No one wants to, to give up any power, especially when you're in, you know, the political sphere. And I think there's, once you get into it, you get magnetized and you can't stay away from power. And I think once you leave, you have, you know, scenarios where, you know, people like John Boehner coming back and trying to get as much goodwill as he can, because I guess he didn't get it in the first place. And he's trying to rewrite history now, you know, 
these people, they can't stay away from power. And they use their paranormal abilities in a way that is just like a, a normal thing to them. And what I'm waiting for is like, you know, we were kind of what was leading off this conversation is this, this energy, you know, it, especially if they don't know it's there, I think it's starting to turn around on them. You know, we were talking about a recall election for the governor of California, Gavin Newsom. Like, it's possible that he will be removed from office. And I think it really stems from the fact that he, he's not aware of this energy that's being created. And, you know, it will be their own downfall. I, I feel like if anything happens, it's really stemming from his own hubris and not really understanding the, the larger picture here. So I think that's a good call, Gio. I think we need more carnies, people that actually like understand you know, what's going on to, to play the game. Or maybe we just need a whole different game altogether. Maybe we just need, we need to scrap it because, you know, I, I, I usually come back poor if I'm at the carnival trying to play some games. That's I'm not getting the big, bear, the big bear, you know? Exactly. That's exactly how it's set up. Also petition more top hats, bring them back to the White House, bring them back to Congress, more wigs, I mean, you could pull the rabbit out of the hat, right? I mean, exactly. I could get behind that. More showmanship. Bring the lions back. You know, there used to be a real lady that would hold the scale. And you could go and, and bring heavy rocks. And she'd have to hold it there, right? She had an arm made out of steel. And that's why they, they made, the, you know, the cast of that. But really, there used to be a real person there. You know, blind justice. That was her job. She'd guess the weight. If she was right, you won your case. And we have to go back to that, you know, and we talk, I think Ted talked about, you know, eliminating the filibuster. And I mean, there was that, that, you know, Mr. Smith goes to Washington, that classic scene where he is, you know, doing a filibuster to the point of exhaustion, right? Where he, he passes out because I think he like, you know, he, he can't talk anymore. It's just been, you know, too many hours. They don't do that anymore, right? They're cowards. They, you know, I filibuster. That's all they have to say now. And it's immediately filibustered. We have to, you know, at least take them back to the point where we have people falling from exhaustion in Congress. I want, you know, Louis Gohmert up there pa passing out of dehydration, which is the number one sign he's evil, right? But I want him to be hoarse, talking like Gavin Newsom with, with a voice that fucked up because he's trying to stop a, a bill that's, you know, like middle of the road, you know, instead of the simple way, the, the easy way we let them out now, it's just unfair to Mr. Smith goes to Washington. It makes that movie inaccurate. And I think we owe more, I think to Jimmy Stewart, I think that's who, who, who was, mm -hmm. we owe more to Jimmy. We're, we're making his movie irrelevant and that's unfair to him and to the cast of that movie. Yeah, if he wants to outlaw masks or outlaw voting while black, he should at least have like a sizable pea stain running down his leg. Yes, exactly. Yeah, well said. You know, sacrifices have to be made if you want to take away rice from people, at least a little bit, right? Like it shouldn't be that easy. And I think it is. I think it is too many, too many times. So, I mean, this is actually, we just fell into this political talk and, you know, it's great. 
that's kind of like the, the second thing we talk about is just like politics is, you know, the second nesting ground for ghosts. First place is always Hollywood, right? Hollywood perpetuates the ghost image and really shows us what we, you know, have to expect. And sometimes they, they give us the wrong information, you know, kind of lead us astray. But in politics, politics is really the realm of, you know, some people say it's the realm of the possible, right? We say it's the realm of the paranormal on Ghost in the Scene. Is Diane, is Diane Feinstein a ghost? That is a very interesting debate. You know, we don't know for sure. I'm going I'm to say heavy, heavy, maybe. That's a big maybe. We might do a full investigation on that. But yes, there are so many ghosts in Hollywood that are also represented. If you look at the movie Lincoln, look at the movie JFK, you know, these are classic movies that are about assassinated presidents and they are told and they're given Oscars, right? They are allotted as, you know, American masterpieces. So the synergy between both of them, right? We are looking at a future, not even, we don't even have to use our psychic abilities. We're looking at, I mean, there is a poll that came out that said that I think 40% of Americans want The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, to be our next president. And he was like, I would be honored. He, he's ready for it. So, I mean, we are looking at the next Hollywood, you know, president in our lifetimes, I would say in the next 10, 10, 15 years. I mean, it has already happened in a lot of people's lifetimes now. You know, Ronald Reagan started in Hollywood. Yes, you know, of it's, course. It's, yes. This is a very loose thread, you know, and, you know, Donald Trump was on TV for so many years. So it's only accelerating, really. You know, the, it, it's really the best showman uh, is really the, the one that, that is, you know, taking the cake nowadays. And I heard that Hugh Jackman, you know, the Australian, he tried to get the greatest showman to be his, his attempt to be a naturalized American citizen. And since it didn't do well in theaters, he was denied. But were that to be like a $300 million making movie? We could see a President Jackman. Sadly, it's not going to happen. And I apologize, you know, I'm, I'm sure he feels bad for the performance he gave. The Greatest Showman, you know, could have been alternate reality. You know, we could have had an X-Men as president. So sad to see that reality didn't happen. But was he playing P.T. Barnum? I think so. You know, in so. an, an American icon. So I, it, what may have happened, if that was successful, P.T. Barnum would have become, his spirit would have become uh, Hugh Jackman, right? He would, Hugh Jackman would become P.T. Barnum, is what I'm trying to say. And of course, it's carnival, carnival themed. Once again, it makes a lot of sense. How do you feel about The Rock being the next president? What, what do you think, Ted? I mean, I think he could. Uh, it's tough. I know it's tough. No, I was going to say he could be he could be president of of this pussy, but that's a whole other podcast. Um, <laughs> no, you know, I, I don't really know enough about what he stands for uh, politically. I think he's been he's probably just another rich uh, guy trying to pay less taxes. I think that's what it's going to boil down to with him. 
Um, he's talked about having been Republican or independent in the past. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of uh, electing people just based on recognizability. Uh, with the exception of if, if we could lower the age requirement and have a president that's like one of those really woke TikTokers that's like educating you about um, systemic injustice or something while while doing um, while while teaching you how to Dougie or or doing whatever the the, the TikTok dance is going to be. Yeah. Um, maybe I, maybe we could make an exception for that. But um, no, I the Rock. What did I just watch him in? Um, Oh, it was one of those King Kong movies, I think. Oh, um, was it Rampage? That, okay, Rampage? yeah. Yeah, Rampage. Okay. Um, I, I would probably vote for the gorilla before I would vote for, for Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I mean, you made a lot of really good points, Ted. You know, the fact that you have to go for the gorilla first just makes a lot of sense because the gorilla's politics are clear. The rock spoke at the RNC, right? And I, I think that's clear in itself to see where he stands. You know, he was happy to, you know, get popularity from the regular people of the world. But as soon as he gets a little bit of money, he's with the Republican party. He's trying to spend as little taxes as he can and, you know, he's outsourcing a lot of his muscles. People don't realize that. A lot of those muscles he's getting from different countries. You know, people are working out and then sending their muscles to him. That's a little known conspiracy theory, but that's true. So Donald Trump's getting the MAGA hats from China and, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson is getting is, is outsourcing his muscles from from someplace else also yes probably from you know austria maybe i mean you, you saw how how they did with schwarzenegger so there's a, probably a lot of people you know in his wake now that he's left that country trying to lift you know as much as he could and i'm sure there's not much you know hollywood prospects out there anymore so they're probably just sending their muscles to Dwayne. now now you think that you know the next president a TikToker could, could do it. My only fear is that four years is a long time for, you know, for a TikToker. What if we did, you know, a micro, micro kind of thing where each TikToker maybe gets like two or three months and they, and then they, they, you know, kind of hand the mantle to somebody else, another TikToker, like a popcorn kind of thing, or they do stitches with each other. So I'll, I'll stitch the president, the president chooses me. And then I'm the president for two weeks. Somebody stitches a video that gets more likes. They're the president for two weeks. I think it would bring a lot of, you know, more clarity into the whole process. Like, you know, has anyone of our listeners actually looked at any of these bills that they're passing, so to speak? They're supposed to be public, but no one's looking at them. There could be anything in them. I think half the time the lawmakers don't even look at these bills. Everyone looks at TikTok. So we have the bill, it's just like a TikTok, and then it's only a minute long. So it's really easy to di digest. And it, it moves the public discourse really to the public, which I think it should be intended. 
so I think that's a, I think we might be onto something. Yeah, I think Ted is onto something. Getting TikTokers involved in politics and getting them to write the laws um, makes a lot of sense to me. You know, get the children, do the work, let the, let the old people relax, you know. I'm tired of, of, of coming up with ideas. I want a 15-year-old to make the laws for me. And if he says all, you know, everything's legal, hey, man, that's what he said. Sorry. Rules are rules. So um, hopefully we, we, we can you know, maybe push the culture in that way, and we can maybe start a, a TikTok trend where we're looking for the next president. I think we'll, we'll start that pretty soon, and I, I want to thank Ted for, for that idea. Because I think the future is in the youth, and the younger we get them, I think the fresher the ideas will be. You know, they're like pizza for lunch every day of the week. Baby I think energy. Baby, baby energy. energy. Yes. Exactly. Totally. Wow. All right. So, uh, Ted, do you have any anything to plug? Any anything you want to um, tell our listeners what you're up to? Um, I'm going to invite Dwayne, the rock Johnson to plug this pussy. Uh, <laughs> yes. No, I, I don't have anything yet, but stay tuned. Uh, Dwayne's a big listener of the show. So I, yeah. I hope you're ready, Ted. Yeah. I might've been facetious, but he, he will be ready. And, yeah. I, and, and, and that's going to be exciting. Please keep us up to date also, um, with your travels to Chicago, potentially. Yes. You know, maybe Dwayne can come along. I mean, that's up to you, though. You got to practice your, your your sex magic because it sounds like you're gonna have a busy summer, Ted. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thank you so much for uh, for doing this, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, everybody, stay in the scene. Keep your eyes on the screen. Hopefully, you know we'll we'll have those new form of politics coming at you. Practice that that baby magic, that baby energy. We'll all see you soon. All right, take care.